Hi and welcome to What About You. This is episode 10 um, and I'm here with Claire over Skype today um, as my Zoom isn't working but we can just about see each other. Um, Just about. Yeah, just about. So we've decided today um, as this is our last episode in this series um, and we haven't seen each other for a little while, we wanted to have a quick look back over all of the episodes that we've record, recorded in this series um, and just have a little bit of a chat about each one and, and what our thoughts are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good morning, Laura. Hi, you look lovely. I like all your Christmas. <laughs> I've put makeup on, I think, in oh, you're well, a long time. Yeah. Oh, just for me. Never. hope it's not just for me. It is. Yay! <laughs> Uh, so we are a couple of weeks leading up to Christmas, um, still in some type of strange pandemic lockdown world, um, and it's been quite a while since Claire and I have seen each other, uh, unfortunately, um, and it's been a good few weeks since we've recorded an episode of the podcast because we've both been lots and lots going on, so we have kind of set this to the side um, while we sorted what we need kind of what we need to deal with um, and we've missed it haven't we we've kind of been... yeah we have mm-hmm. just to catch up and just chatting about everything mm-hmm. we really have I don't think I realized how much I missed it um until we we weren't doing it we've still been right. speaking though it's not as if we've not spoken to each other but um we have missed we've missed doing it mm-hmm. so what do you think you have um learned about yourself since we've been recording these podcasts? That anything's possible. Because yeah. <laughs> at first, when we first like doing podcasts, yeah. not knowing too much about, about them or listening to too many, I just thought, can I really do this? And then we have. We've managed to do it. We'll talk about every single subject and you know, looking into it and learning about new things and hearing your ideas and mm-hmm. you know, bouncing off each other. Yeah, I've enjoyed, definitely enjoyed doing it. Mm-hmm. It's brought me out my shell and to talk about just various things. Yeah. What about you? I, um, well, you know, leading up to starting it, it was something I was really quite scared about. Um, and, you you know, whether, whether anybody would really want to listen to what we were talking about. But at the end of the day, we've, we've said all along, it's really just for us. Um, yeah. It's a little bit of a, in a way, a little bit of a selfish project. Um, but I was kind of always had a bit of a, a worry whether what how things were going to be taken and not having that feedback from having somebody sitting in front of you to give you that, you know, yes, you know, that, you know, even like, you know, you're having a conversation with somebody and you can read their body language and you know whether what you're saying is being received in a certain way um, yeah. and with podcast with the podcasts and social media do you know putting myself out there is a massive thing for me um and sitting here in 10 episodes down has been huge thing for me achievement, yeah um and i've also been really humbled and i know i've said this about a million times um with the feedback and with the amount of people that have actually listened to it um, and mm. are listening to it you know, I'm people are commenting to me that have listened to them, and I would never in a million years have expected them to have listened to it. So that's been really nice. Yeah, um, I like them too. Mm-hmm. 
thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think as well, I've had a few people have said to me, we've missed them, you know, like you haven't put one out for the last couple of weeks. What have you two been doing? You know, so people are realizing <laughs> that we've, that we, that, you know, people are enjoying bringing it into their, into their lives too. Yeah. So um, really it's not just hear. us, it's missed it. <laughs> So episode one, well, it's about emotional health, what it meant to you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, basically, the first episode for me, I couldn't listen to it because I was just so nervous. And I think, as you said, with social media um, and the delays of Zoom, I can't remember how we recorded now from yeah. Zoom or Skype. And if you are in front of each other, it's a natural flow, I think, of conversation. Yeah. You know, when you, you've stopped, so then I start. But I think we were very hesitant because we wasn't sure, have you finished? So there was lots of breaks, and I think it really sounded like we were both nervous, mm-hmm. hesitant. And I think if we were to do that episode again, what emotional health means to you, it would probably be a lot more um, explanatory and just how, we, you know, we want to actually say it instead of focusing on how we sound mm-hmm. as people and being hoping we're being confident yeah so to me that's a bit of a cringe episode and I think I would love to one day revisit it yeah. and talk about more about what I really wanted to say yeah yeah I like I, I people that have friends or anybody that's contacted me in the last couple of weeks and said oh you know I'm going to listen to your podcast I probably wrongly so but say to them don't listen to the first couple please ignore those <laughs> like uh, or if you're going to listen to it, don't judge us based on the first couple. Um, yeah. And there has been like a, in the middle. yeah, like please, please start it at least episode three or four. But like I, yeah, but there has been a time where I've thought, you know, maybe we should just delete it. But that's about learning, you know, and that's about you know, that is us being vulnerable. Like us leaving those there is us, you know, it wasn't an easy thing to do. It has been a yeah. learning curve for us, and. Yeah. You know, we can, like, I don't think I'm ever going to put myself through listening to them again. But we should do one night just for a laugh, have a couple of glasses oh, of wine do. and just we sit and listen do. to them. It might evoke things that maybe we could, you know, revisit and just yeah. go over again and highlight what's changed. Yeah, since then but now. the content doesn't really bother me in some of these, Claire. Like, I do think that we have put, we've, we've really put across what we think and what, you know, mm. our opinions. I just think we were maybe quite safe at times especially in the first couple um but we were really in our heads I don't know about you but I was just really thinking is this am I explaining things the right way am I getting and I have that in normal conversation you know I just open my mouth and it comes flowing out as you know I want to say as well about emotional health and think when you'd have first asked me what does it mean to Mm -hmm. me maybe I have a completely different answer now yeah and I think over the the months, the weeks, months that we've been working on various subjects, it's really given us food for thought of various different things and how we are with our children, our family, our husbands, our pets, just everything. And I think emotional health means so much more to me and how it's so much more important to protect it. Um, Just over the the months, really, I think it's hard for absolutely everyone. Everyone has their own story Mm -hmm. and their own journey Mm -hmm. and whatever they've been through. But I think even more so now is to protect emotional health and that it is so important to look mm-hmm. after not just yourself, but your family's emotional health and, and look up, look out for that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing a, you've just made me think about a course that I'm doing tomorrow um, on 
stress you know like stress and resilience is something I do a lot of a lot of training on and do with a lot of my clients but the one that we're doing tomorrow is is titled um put your put your oxygen mask on first is what it's called um and it made me think you know that is so true about everything that we really do is that you know we we tend to think about other people and put you know in our priority list of you know what we need to do in a day we're rarely as we're rarely at the top um and it, whenever I looked at the title this morning I thought you know that is um sorry that's my phone it's usually off I don't know why it's dinging um it's not you messaging me as well that's a change <laughs> um yeah, that looking after ourselves is so important. And I think it's also really important to remember, I can't even remember what date we, we put that first episode out, but I cannot believe we are still in the middle of COVID and that our lives are not only still being thrown upside down, but the uncertainty of what next year is going to bring is also a massive thing. Um, there's so many statistics out there now on... Um, men- mental health issues um, and and things that individuals and companies and you know the waiting lists for therapy are way longer than they were at the beginning of the pandemic like that's obvious um, and I just think the importance of us looking after ourselves now from an emotional point of view is mm-hmm. even more important so yeah I only hope that bigger com- big companies and establishments recognize that it is important yeah. Yeah. you know yeah to look after their staff and, and themselves and yeah yeah and also um it's a, a bit of work that i'll hopefully be able to share um going into january um but with companies that um are re- realize that their employees sitting at home are needing that support just as much as if not more than whenever they're coming into offices yeah. um, and then also the kind of link of when they're going back to work again or when they're needing to go back into the office and needing mm-hmm. to be close to other people again yeah. how that's going to affect um, people so yeah it's mm-hmm. going to be it's it's a hard it's still a hard time yeah, definitely mm-hmm. it really is so what about episode two then what did we talk about that Oh, that was the friendship one. So what do we get out of positive friendship? And yeah. I think, definitely say that our friendships definitely blossomed. Yeah. I think I know you more than most of my friends I've known for years. Yeah. I've only known you a short time. Yeah. Because we've spoke about our views, our, our backgrounds, our childhood, and just getting to know each other. And, and I think it's definitely been a positive friendship. Mm-hmm. I think but, I, I trust you. I, I trust a lot of I do trust a lot of people. I probably am quite a trusting person. Um but I reserve myself from protect myself I think with a lot of people. Um yeah. but with you like 100% like I know I could tell you anything and mm-hmm. maybe it's from Likewise. because of the counseling. I don't I don't know, but I honestly know whatever I tell you Apart from on here, I was about to say whatever I tell you doesn't go any further. But whenever we tell each other on here, that is not the case. Um, but you know, like that, that has definitely grown um, since. And I actually think looking back, um, that was probably one of my favourite ones to record as well because we were actually beside each other, um, and that's like really sad to think. Like that out of ten, we've sat beside each other twice. 
twice, just twice, and we really thought that it was going to be the way forward, yeah. sitting together, um, and just being more natural together. But then, luckily, we have managed to relax more and speak yeah. more. You know, yeah, it's not been of... a barrier, I don't think, with us actually no. relaxing. Um, but I would like. Hopefully next year we'll be able to, to to do some more beside each other. But it's also got its benefits of, like I had a client just before we started recording this, and I've got clients for the rest of the afternoon. So the fact that we were, you know, if we were seeing each other face to face, I don't know if I would be able to fit it in between people. Um, whereas at least now all we've got to do is turn on the computer, put yeah. on Skype or Zoom or whatever. Yeah, you know we just can fit it in a bit in. better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but with this, I want to say a massive thank you for taking me on this journey and um, just exploring and getting to know you and getting to know other podcasts and listening to and exploring other subjects, really, mm-hmm. things that I never probably would have even thought about. Mm-hmm. It's been interesting. It's been good. Right back at you. <laughs> thank you. And thank you so for, for supporting me in my weird and wacky. still remember the day that I messaged you and I was like, what do you think? Shall we, shall we do this? You know? Um, yeah, for your encouragement. I know I've kind of um, said a few times in the past, but I think we all need some cheerleaders behind us to kind of support us through things. Yeah, we do. And I definitely... You've definitely been mine. Well, you should always just be able to say, and I think you're mine. So there we go. <laughs> we need to hit some pom <laughs> Yeah, well, little, little skirts. We could, we could try that one. Right, what about hobbies and interests? Episode three. What are your thoughts? What were your thoughts on that one? Yeah, it was interesting again. Another sort of part, getting to know each other and um, talking about how hobbies and interests can really help our emotional, yeah. mental health, and how I think everyone needs this. And if you find that you haven't had time for yourself to do something you enjoy, then it's so easy to see how your emotional health can suffer, yeah. and how you feel a bit sad or something's missing and void in your life. Um, as I mentioned, that one my big thing was singing and dancing but recently I've managed to do that mm-hmm. and that's a couple of weeks ago where I felt amazing doing yeah. something achieving something that I yeah. felt I was confident at doing and it's finding that again and it makes you feel a better person and happier and positive mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like, you know, you love your running do you feel better after a good run and oh without a doubt definitely um I do think though that it's important to say that you know when life is tough prioritizing hobbies because it seems like such a frivolous thing your hobby or your interest but it's not I think it's more than that I think it's more about that self-care time for yourself rather than the label of a hobby or interest and like the last couple of weeks um have been pretty crazy for both of us but for me more it's just been workload like life load um, and I haven't been doing, you know, I've still been doing running, but like, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think it's something that I need to be more conscious of that mm-hmm. taking some time to do X, Y, and Z will actually help me as yeah. opposed to looking at my diary or looking at my to-do list and going, I can't fit that in, you know, yeah. that like that's not important, you know. Because I think as well, hobbies and interests is what, not defines us, what's the right word, it's what makes us who we are. And I think if we're not, if those things are taken away, we start to not be ourselves or be grumpy or 
feel like there is a loss in our lives. So I think it's so important to yeah. make sure we do things to make us happy. Yeah. Yeah. But there is a lot, like, you know, since we recorded that episode of it, a few people said to me, but what if you don't have a hobby or an interest? Like, what if you don't have something for yourself? Um, and I think that is really something to be thankful that we do have um like i've said to um my friend who i go running with you know we we do a long run in every every saturday morning and like the weather the last couple of weeks has been horrendous and we still done it we still go <laughs> but it's That's not good. it's not for the exercise it's just to get a chance to see each other but you know, we were saying the other week, like we're so lucky to have it. Like we're so lucky to have something that makes us feel so good. Mm-hmm. Not just physically, and especially not at the time with wind blasting in our faces and rain blasting in our faces, but definitely from that emotional, from that, you know, we feel a connection whenever we're out for a run together as well and, and all of that. But just some a lot of people don't have that like a lot of people yeah. don't have their equivalent of that and um i yeah i i i've been trying to take time and sit and be thankful for that and grateful that that i do have that mm. that's something i remember you mentioning before and something i never thought about i always assumed that everyone has something they liked mm-hmm. whether it's wine tasting or into food yeah you assume they do but you're right there is some people that are just not sure what they like yeah. or yeah. yeah, we're just lucky that this has always been with me since a young girl, yes. yeah. and that I've taken it on still. Yeah, but yeah, not everyone has. Or I think sometimes people do have, but they're so caught up and so busy in life that that thing, whatever that is, has gone by the wayside and mm-hmm. can get forgotten about. Mm-hmm. Um, or you know, it's not a priority anymore and it just other factors it like just goes financial issues yeah maybe. or financial yeah. Yeah. yeah I was actually going to ask you um you, you've kind of answered it anyway but I was going to ask you is there anything through the pandemic or anything through kind of this version of whatever we're going through um that you've not been able to do anything that you would like to do hobby wise or interest wise Just the obvious what I've mentioned, but I think because I'm that way of mind and because I've got a toddler, I I feel like I've been sort of forced to do things with her to keep her happy. So then arts and crafts things have come into play, Mm -hmm. and I quite like that anyway, although I've not done that for years. Mm -hmm. But it was a good excuse because we're all home together and just to do something. Mm -hmm. Then we've done more baking and things, so I probably pushed myself to do a lot more things that I used to years ago with my daughter. But then, again, not everyone has these to push them or to, you know, so I've been quite thankful that I have managed to fill the void of other things I can't do. Mm-hmm. And with the extra baking and extra arts and crafts and, and things like that, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm, again, lucky that I've managed to push myself out of that. Well, what will we do now? Yeah. I think, you know, before we move on to the next episode, the next kind of episode as well, when with depression, um, and to a certain extent with anxiety as well, but certainly whenever you're depressed, those activities that might have given you fun in the past, you don't think they're going to give you any fun at all. So it's really hard then to get the motivation to do that thing. Completely. Um, and, you know, we're not 
sitting here saying, you know, oh, just go for a run or bake something and you're going to feel better. You know, we're not saying that, you know, everybody's different and depending on, on your health, um, there's an access to do certain things. There's a motiva- motivation yeah. to do certain things. Um, and it is such an individualized thing. Um yeah, I just wanted to say that because we're certainly not no, saying, right. look, you know, we're having a really bad day, go for a run and everything's okay. It's all, yeah. And it's so easy for us to say because we're very thankful that we have not been affected in a, in a negative way for, for so long. Yeah. There are so many things um, that it is easy for us to just get ourselves out of bed and go for a run and do things we enjoy yeah. or just get up and be for me to be a good mum and then like, what we can do today is some baking yeah. but you know to be honest for the last three weeks of you as you've known I've probably had the worst life worst time of my life mm-hmm. in the last three weeks and I think I've really really struggled first time in my life to be what I thought was a good mum yeah. and I've just sat there just staring out the window or wanting to cry and let my daughter play sometimes and I thought it takes a lot of strength just to say, right, okay, I need to do something for her. It does take you know? a lot of strength, yeah. Yeah, so it, I can totally understand. I mean, I'm so lucky, again, I've got lots of support around me, but lots of people that don't have that and how hard it must be mm-hmm. just to just get up and do something and be strong for someone else, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. let alone themselves. Because mm-hmm. we didn't have a daughter or a son or a husband. I don't know. Sometimes you just feel like doing nothing. Yeah. And all these good things that make you happy, you're right, you just can't be bothered. Mm-hmm. You know? So but I'm thankful for people in my life that have helped me through things. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, episode four was our the ex- exercise episode. So this is the only one that we've had this, this series um, that we brought somebody on to join us. And we're hoping to do that more in the next series. Um, we getting that dynamic right of having three people was quite tricky, especially considering you and I were beside each other and mm-hmm. Liv was on the computer. Um, I find it really difficult to kind of, even harder to kind of know when to speak and when not to speak and not wanting to interrupt. We were really lucky in that one that um, Liv's always got loads to say. So Yeah, she said that a lot of interesting yeah. things and yeah. it was really good I enjoyed that episode listening yeah. to her yeah. but then and after, felt uncomfortable when to come in yeah. and ask her questions but she answered a lot of what I was going to ask yeah. anyway yeah. and it was it, it was harder and I think it's something we're going to have to think about for the next series as well is that getting the, the flow right that it's not mm-hmm. like an interview kind of style and that we're actually mm-hmm. having a conf- like we normally do with two people um, mm-hmm. And I also find it really funny after that one that, you know, after we, we hung up, we were like, uh, yeah, Claire, you didn't mention that you used to be a personal trainer. And you were like, no, I didn't. And it's like, do you know. <laughs> I know. There's, yeah, there's so many things. Yeah. She mentioned so many other good things as well, yeah. how it affected her. And it was so good that she opened up about her yeah. story and why she started her journey. Yeah. And it's definitely. And it is good. You know, we, I've realised this year um, during our counselling skills course that I thrive on 
learning from other people and learning other people's points of views and other people's opinions and um that this is I think we're going to talk about social media in a wee minute but it's one of my bugbears about social media is that because of my interests it's all I get to see whenever I go onto Instagram or Facebook you know because of the way the algorithms are and I don't feel because of that that my my knowledge is widening or I'm seeing anybody else's kind of opposite point of view or a different point of view um, and in the counselling course you obviously hear everybody's kind of opinions and values and that massively makes me think differently or not necessarily differently might affirm the way I'm thinking or whatever or but just open up your view to other people I thrive on that there's no. definitely yeah and yeah usually whatever I think I, I still keep thinking it but yeah. sometimes by hearing someone's opinion on how they might have been affected personally by it yeah. it can totally open up to yeah. think oh actually I never thought of it this yeah. way or yeah. that way um so yeah and I totally agree and I and suppose that's why that I sorry yeah no no um and I think like I think that's one of the reasons why I enjoy podcasts so much is that you do have such a variation of the type of people that or that I listen to um and their opinions and you quite often if if anybody was to drive past me while I'm running and listening to a podcast I'm like either nodding or going yeah 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 um or laughing or going no I'm not too sure about that like I proper have a full-on conversation with them (laughs) well I'm up for a run um, but that's why I enjoyed having having live on I think it's one of the reasons why we're we're going to be bringing more people in um, to have chats with us because you know it, it kind of helps us think slightly differently as well or, or yeah yeah anything else about the exercise one that you looking back that you wish that you'd said or done or that we touched oh, on loads. I mean I had a whole page of things I wanted to say yeah. but um, I think as I said I think she mentioned it all um, yeah. But again, it'd be good to revisit that as another point and how exercise really helps us. Yeah. yeah. And I think what I liked about having live on, because I know I know quite a lot of personal trainers um, and all of their approaches are different, which is a good thing um, because all of their clients are different. But why I think live fits really well with what we're doing here or our mm-hmm. kind of, our ethos towards um, emotional health is a gentle approach yeah, is that you're right actually as, yeah. as little pressure as possible and it's like it should be fun it should be rewarding it should be something that you want to get up in the morning to go and do yeah it shouldn't feel She's like not selling protein shakes or vitamins or extra things that can earn her money it's yeah. all about how it makes you feel yeah and she's got a good background story to yeah. prove that this is how she felt and yeah. i think that's the the personal approach yeah and she gets yeah, results with her cli- with her clients, um, and she, like, yeah, she's pretty tough, like, but she is, her approach is gentle in the same way. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad, I'm I'm really glad that she, that she came on. So if she's listening mm-hmm. to this, thank you again, Livia. That's good. Thank <laughs> you, Livia. <laughs> so what about the the episode five? I think it was was how okay. food can affect your mood. Um, I think I've been easy, easy on myself since we last spoke about food and just give myself guilty pleasures, biscuits, the odd sweetie here and then because I would really beat myself up about it and I remember you saying it's okay to just have a cheat day it's okay to give yourself what you want 
and I know it's in moderation. Mm-hmm. But I think I was a very much a binge eater. I mm-hmm. would have a whole packet of biscuits or a whole packet of Haribo's and I'd then feel really guilty. But now I sort of have definitely taken on board what you said. And I generally eat well, so mm-hmm. that, that's that's the great thing in itself. But sometimes I will have or eat badly. Yeah. I think at the, this present time, me and the family haven't eaten very well at all and not eaten much because we just haven't felt mm-hmm. like it with a bereavement and but yeah we are started to eat well and we know that it's important mm-hmm. because you need your energy you need your vitamins within your foods you know it's important we know that yeah but. yeah and again it's a, it's it's the gentleness it's the mm-hmm. uh, um you know what i find with a lot of clients that say that have that guilt connected to certain foods or those emotions connected to certain foods that carries into other parts of life as well um and you know when we can be gent- more gentle on ourselves and not put that with enough pressures let's face it with enough life pressures without adding to our own kind of no, you're right. life pressure mm-hmm. um and and with christmas coming yeah you know we're all gonna have, be having an extra sweetie or yeah. biscuit cookies and things when you're visiting people yeah. so it doesn't matter tell me this whenever you go into january do you mm. change the way that you eat going into january or do you are you just generally normal like do you, this is just out of interest you know what i think it depends where i've worked and where every year is different so yeah. it's not like yes definitely january i've worked in yeah. oil and gas where it's mandatory where people bring in tins and tins yeah. of sweets and biscuits and and pies and all sorts of things and if it's your birthday um you bring in pies and cakes and stuff and it seems to be a celebration of every day in december and that's when i probably would say right enough's enough no more of that yeah. rubbish yeah but where I come, because of home and everything i suppose nothing's really changed yeah. i'll eat generally well and then have yeah. a little pig out yeah. but nothing that's you know beat myself up about yeah. so probably not generally i'll just be exactly the same it's interesting because I was actually saying this to somebody else the other day that um, usually in January I do get, I think this year I'll be slightly different, but certainly the last kind of six years um, I have, come January everyone's like, right, okay, you know, I, I need to make changes. Um, whereas I've actually, a lot of my clients at the minute are like, no, I don't want to wait till January to make changes. And, you know, I wonder if, the, well, that's good they said that yeah that's good. That's and I, them, but yeah. I think as you said it's because they're at home it's because there's not the Christmas parties that we usually have um, we're much more in control of and we're not in the office as you said so there's no tins and tins where a lot of us are still at home tins and tins and tins of sweets and biscuits and whatever mm-hmm. so the opportunity to um, not the, the pressure sometimes to mm-hmm. indulge isn't there to the same extent um, so it'll be interesting to see what um, what what my client base is like come come January this year compared to normal, um, but I find um, come January it's not so much the chocolates and sweets and stuff, but come January I don't really want to look at alcohol, <laughs> um, and I it's not because I'm like oh do you know I, I want a sober January or whatever it, it's not it's just because I'm like I do not want another glass of wine. You know, yeah, or <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it it yeah. probably is an indulgent, and it, you know that kind of, especially that with family, 
Um, but again, this year could be slightly different. But with family, they, you know, should we just open a bottle of wine? And, you know, that, that mm-hmm. you know, by the time January, but that was the same after holidays. You know, whenever you go on holiday and you're having like a glass of wine every day or whatever. Yeah. The time I come back from holiday, I'm like, oh, I just don't want to see Exactly the same. We think that we have rich food yeah. and wines and yeah. cocktails. You come home, you just want steamed fish and broccoli yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, a, and a mint tea yeah. Yeah. <laughs> every night. Yeah. You know? yeah. And then once you're ready for a glass of wine again, you know that your holiday, those, those, that holiday <laughs> mood's worn off. Yeah, two weeks later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that's pretty, yeah. Um, so what about, um, oh, I wanted to mention as well, um, I have written a blog on my website um, after, we did the re- after we did the episode on, mood, on food to improve your mood. Um, I've written a blog and it's on my website um, so, and you can find the details of that in the, the, sh- the episode in the show notes. Um, and I'm also after that episode as well I am have started working with um a team in Aberdeen to um look from a holistic point of view at how food and lifestyle and talking therapy um can help us support our emotional and mental health so um that's something that I'm going to be doing much more next year um, some an episode that I kind of wish that we'd done within these ten episodes is one on stress um, and how food um, and lifestyle can really have an impact or, or help us support support stress, which might be something that we might do in the next um, series. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I just wanted to kind of say that too because after doing that episode, it's made me realise how. Um, I sometimes take it for granted that people put the dots together that food can affect our emotional well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> since we did that, the feedback feedback from people has been, you know, it's made them think much more about how they eat and what they eat is affecting how they and feel. This is the whole point too. As much as it's for us, yeah. it's really good to let people know that it's okay and, and how we think about it, mm-hmm. you know how other people can relate to that too mm-hmm. definitely yeah we'll definitely be looking on your website spreading the word <laughs> thank you um yeah social dilemma that feels like a while ago that episode it does yeah and how have we changed our behavior since watching this have you changed i have i've put um my blocks on my phone i only give myself an hour a day on social media and then it comes up and says you've had your time um, but I've noticed the last couple of weeks because I've been so busy that I've been overriding that on a daily basis. So I am slipping back into my bad habits again. Okay, but that's good that you still recognise it. You recognise mm. that it is a bad habit or maybe something you want to do better and improve yeah. on. Do you know what I noticed that I was really bad was whenever I was writing my assignment for, for uni. Okay. Um, and if I got a text message, so if my phone, I saw a text message come up, um, I would go on, answer the text message because I was just bored writing the essay. Uh-huh. So like somebody would message me, I'd pick up my phone, I'd reply to the message. I then, while I had the phone in my hand, I would check my emails uh-huh. Um I would then check Instagram. I would then, uh-huh. you know, because I've got clients messaging me at the minute on WhatsApp on my normal messages so like my phone messages 
emailing me, mm-hmm. messaging through Instagram and messaging through Facebook. So, and because I've turned off all the notifications, and this is maybe something to learn from turning off my notifications, because nothing's popping up to say that I've got new messages, I'm having to check those platforms quite a lot to make sure I'm not missing messages from people. Yeah. So what no, do you I think? Do you think I should turn the notifications back on again? It's up to you. If you want to work that way and then do a certain hour where you do all your notifications, but then it's different because you don't want to miss your notification with your clients. And it is slightly different. It's hard to capture it all without getting you know, yeah. distracted with other things. But then by the time I check all of that and then I go back to doing my essay again, I've totally forgotten about what I was writing. Yeah, I get so it, that. it takes me about 10 minutes to get my head back into mm-hmm. what what I'm writing or yeah mm-hmm. so yeah but that um ha- bad habits are definitely creeping back in what about you <laughs> what how I feel about social media mm-hmm. still I've or definitely gone back and forth back and yeah. forth sometimes I just can't be bothered sometimes I go on it and to be absolutely honest it's also made me realize about friendships mm-hmm because some friendships think that they can have relationships with me through social media. Yeah. And that that's okay for them. That's that's their life and that's totally fine. But I struggle with that unhumanity sort of, of it. Yeah. The depth. You know, the depth. The yeah. complete depth. They're absolutely right. And especially the last few weeks of where I've needed to be reached out to. I've needed to have a personal text message yeah. or a phone call. Remember those old-fashioned things? <laughs> a phone call that luckily we, we can do so well. And I've got other great friends that do that. But there's certain friends and people that will send beautiful messages on social media. But it's just so empty. But and see those those beautiful messages that they're sending in, on social media. Who are they sending those for? Because... If it was, I mean, the same messages that I've received from a postman that I used to be friends with 25 yeah, years ago. Yeah. It's the same sort of message. But you know what I mean? Like, message. if they really cared, and I'm not, I don't know the circumstances, right? But I think yeah. if somebody really cared and they really wanted you to understand how they feel or, you know, what they're thinking about, they're thinking about you. But if they're trying to show that they're thinking about you, they should reach out to you. Putting it on social media yeah. is for everybody else to see. That for somebody else to I'm see. I'm caring for you. Yes, yeah. I'm caring for it's Claire. It's too easy. You know. Well, I think it's too easy. Yeah. But yeah, I, that that's what the unhumane thing. I just don't get it. It is too that. easy, Claire. But it's I also like easy to pick up a phone. Completely, completely, and that's why I detest social media because people think that it's too easy. Yeah. Then you get the part of. You rely on it heavily, but so if someone deletes you from it, it's heartbreaking in itself because you think, well, why don't you want to know about me? Yeah. So I contradict myself where, you know, yeah. I like having friends on it, but then, it, you know, if ever you was deleted from something, I think, yeah. why? And that's not happened to me for many, many years. But, um, yeah, I just remember how I felt when that happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I have tried to cut down with a couple of platforms like mm-hmm. Facebook, Um but I, I enjoy Pinterest, and that's the I enjoy looking at things for excitement, for ideas. Yeah. There's, I feel there's no one that's out there for competition or just to show off. It, it's about looking at bedroom furniture, yeah. or you know, that right now is what I need to go to for my escapism. Yes, yes. But, 
Um, I was listening to something I, I, it, it was a good few weeks ago, so I couldn't, unfortunately I can't even remember what, what it was. Um, but they were talking about, you know, the, the positive sides of social media and yeah. that if you are, if you are bringing value, so if you are adding value in some way, mm-hmm. it's a positive thing. So are you a consumer of social media or you are you a value adder of social media? So if you're a consumer, you're there, you're looking through other people's pages, you are sitting there for hours, you are, you know, consuming what everybody's putting on there or you're putting stuff out, pictures out or videos out for that validation like we've spoken about before. Yeah. All of that is like consuming versus adding value so are you um kind of putting knowledge out there are you starting a conversation are you making people think are you thinking are you showing that you're thinking you know um is very very, definitely both i definitely think i'm a bit of both because i like to have a good rummage through the whole reason i started such as facebook is to see what people are up to. Um, they put their posts out. I love yeah. seeing pictures of their family uh, yeah. or friends that I can't get hold of easily abroad. I love seeing what they're up yeah. to doing. Yeah. But at the same time, I also like to um, promote people yeah. or promote businesses, promote yeah. people hardship and uh, find yeah. out that who could help them, you know? Yeah. So I feel like I'm a bit of both. It is a great yeah. platform, but I think sometimes in people's lives it can do you no good. Mm-hmm. You know, could highlight things you're missing. Yeah. It can, you know. And again, it comes down to how you are at that time. You know, are you having a bad day? Are you depressed? Have you, you know, you know, mm. what's going on in life? And then, yeah. how are you going to take what you read or what you see as well? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think. Uh, I think that will be something we're bound to come back and speak to speak about again. <laughs> well, it is. It's a big subject, isn't it? And yeah. it can affect and it can bring on so many different emotions. Yeah. To happiness, to yeah. jealousy, to anger, to, yeah. you know, I'm not saying these are my emotions. These are emotions that we've spoke about social yeah. dilemma. They can do, but yeah. that's why it's such a big subject. Yeah. yeah. It affects you in so many ways. The parent in one. Um, our parenting episode, which was episode eight, I was really worried about doing. Um, and I and I think it's because I, as I mentioned in the episode, um, I think your parenting, how you parent, what your children are like, um, is such a sensitive subject and is open to so much judgment and people really feel that they have got a right to judge in a way and whether they do it consciously or unconsciously I wasn't too sure how that episode would be um but listening back to it because I have managed to listen back to some of the more recent ones um, yeah that's all right um I think I was able to listen from Maybe episode four. I feel pretty comfort- comfortable listening from episode four, I think. I lost you just a minute there, Laura. The connection was a bit rubbish. So Can you hear me okay now? I can hear you. Yeah, yeah. I can hear you now. 
I wonder if it's because you just did your Annika Rice walk around the house. Do you remember? Do you remember Annika Rice? (laughs) Totally, yeah. Showing my age. When I was walking, I wasn't running. Yeah, with your jumpsuit. Do you remember the jump? Oh, you totally would be able to pull off a jumpsuit. It's a shame I've already got you a birthday present, otherwise I could have got you a jumpsuit for your birthday. (laughs) So what do you think about that episode, parenting one? Are you glad we did it? Oh, definitely, yeah. Really Mm -hmm. good. Um, Interesting. And I think when you talk about how you are as a parent, it opens up, it makes you think, how are you as a parent? Think about it. And I think it's so good to to compare how our parents were to us. What did we learn from that? Um, spoke about just so many things that it kind of I mean that the rest of that day I was then thinking how am I parenting yeah it made me think about am I happy with what I'm doing um it did analyze my sort of how I was well I absolutely um I'm not the best parent at the minute I am apart from yesterday I was okay whenever the girls came home from school we sat and did stuff and I actually gave them some time but the last honestly well because I got my essay finished yesterday so that's the reason but mm-hmm. like the last few weeks, all I've been doing is like picking them up from school and then, oh, mum needs to go on the computer, mum needs to phone a client, mum needs to do this, mum needs to do that. The guilt has been horrendous. Um, but I also know that I'm feeling quite a lot of pressure at the minute. And I know whenever I'm feeling stressed that I am so sharp with them. Like this morning, I was, Marla wanted her um, Christmas hair bubble to go to nursery and I could not find a Christmas hair bubble. And it was at like... 10 past 8 and I was like we need to get we need to go we need to go we need to go for a blooming Christmas hair bubble and then she spilt her vitamins all over the floor and I I lost it I like I just lost it and I hate losing it at any time but especially first thing in the morning and especially before they're about to go to school because I think I don't think they think much of it. I think they probably go to school and be like, I know we spoke about it in the car and I explained like mommy's got a lot on and blah, blah, blah. But I still feel guilty and it's midday and I still, you know, and auntie said to me, it's like, do you feel a wee bit bad after shouting at her this morning? I was like, yes, I do. You know, one mum to another, it's a natural thing. It's going to happen. It's natural. It's how we are as a nurturing mother you know if we didn't care or we just want not to get them on time or to teach them boundaries and morals and things we wouldn't have to either raise our voice or get a bit angry or just want the right thing for them and that's all it ever is i know but all i had to really do was just wipe up the vitamins like you know, <laughs> I know but it takes something small and silly and you just think that because you're so stressed and got a lot of things on with work and it takes something small and silly that you do take it on your children but it, it's okay to you know explain it to them and say sorry it's just a natural thing that's what I'm trying to say yeah I know and I did like I did explain but then like she started to cry and I was like we don't have time to cry we can't cry like don't cry like which is like I would never say that like I am I really try with them if they feel a certain emotion to let them feel that but again, I was like, right, we're we're just about to, like, and if she starts crying, like, we could be there for a while. And I'm like, we don't have time to cry. And like, Andy, then he came out of his room. Um, luckily, obviously, it's another bonus of him being here. And he heard me shouting and he came out. So he helped them brush their teeth and stuff. And he said, like, she was just fighting back the tears. Um, she was like, mommy said not to cry. <laughs> I'm like, how guilty do I feel? Oh, 
So yeah, maybe I should go back and listen to that episode again. But you're right, we all go through stages as well, different times in our life where, like right now, I'm struggling to be the best mum I can be. I know I can be a better one because I'm trying to console my son who's hurting right now because we've had a a little doggy passed away. And then Poppy, who's two and a half, who understands so much, but yet probably not about Mm -hmm. death. And it's hard because she keeps bringing him up and Mm -hmm. thinks he's sleeping. And then she's worried about Teddy's sleeping. And I think me as not a child psychologist, I'm not quite sure what the right way. Mm -hmm. Although I've heard that telling the truth is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. But because she doesn't understand about death and infinity of something gone away, uh, it's hard to know what to say. Yeah. Yeah. almost trying to deal with my own grief but yet understand what the right thing to do is just you know so and probably being a lot sharper and less patient and maybe because she understands that something is different in her family we all taking time like pockets of the day we're crying she's at nursery a couple of days but then i think she knows something's wrong so she's playing up in her own way mm-hmm. maybe she's just grabbing attention I've got to just try and tell myself this that that's it's okay to scream uncontrollably mm-hmm. yeah but sometimes you just have to take a step back like I have and think like it's okay and yeah. we'll get through this and I'll be a good mum can be bothered to bake soon and can yeah. be bothered to paint and yeah. but right now I'm just just handing her pens you do it yeah. you know because I need space but but I don't think, and here, listen, I don't know anything, but I don't think just because you're not baking and just because you're not colouring that you're a bad mum, you know, that, you know, that it's, we put so many expectations on ourselves, there's so much pressure of like, this is what I should be like, or when I am a good mum, this is how I am. So we think that just because we're not doing that, that we're failing, we're, yeah. you know, you do. You it's easy like to it. say that. It's easy to say that out loud, but it's not easy to actually listen to okay. it yourself, you know? Yeah. Body image. Mm-hmm. Episode nine. <laughs> that was a good one. That was an interesting one. Yeah. But yeah. Listening back, though, like that one especially, especially like eight and, eight and nine. We haven't spoken about sleep. The sleep one was pretty good, but I did a lot of talking in the sleep one. So, you know, I don't like... If you understand it more, you know the effects that can happen. Again, that was an interesting one. And I know how important it is, but as you said, it puts a lot of pressure on knowing how important sleep is Mm -hmm. if you can't get it. So I try and relax. And I'm lucky again that I have no issues with trying to sleep or trying to find methods to help me sleep. I can have a coffee at 11 at night and I still go to sleep fine. So I'm really thankful and lucky that I like that, but I know my husband can't have white coffee past two o'clock yeah. and then struggles. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, do you want? Do you have anything to say about the body image one? I don't really, apart from the fact that I actually quite enjoyed doing it, and it was another one that I wasn't too sure how I would. Yeah, again, it's an interesting one. I've got nothing really to say about it now, but um, I think it was a really good one. We should we should have done, and I'm pleased we have yeah. done it. Yeah. Is it puts out there how we both feel about or how we've felt over the years about certain things and how we've been brought up to think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whether it's in a vanity world or if it's just in a non thinking about our body world. Mm-hmm. Um it shows us who kind of people we turn into and why we still think this mm-hmm. way or why we don't think this way. Mm-hmm. 
I had an interesting conversation with one of my friends the other day about it and um, she was saying, she's the same age as, as me and she was saying like she is so much more confident now than what she was in her 20s mm-hmm. um, and I definitely think I am as well. I don't think, I don't know about confident but more comfortable in myself Yeah. Um, and, and like I was saying to her, you know, I don't think that's the norm. I think, you know, um, just because we're a certain, you know, in our late 30s doesn't mean that you're going to be comfortable yourself some people as they get older like they become less comfortable or less confident with themselves mm-hmm. um and I think it's again it's such an individual thing and I was oh, I a, my mum yesterday I don't know what she was watching but whenever I was on the phone to her she was like oh um and my mum doesn't like country music so I don't know what what on earth she was watching but Dolly Parton was on like how much plastic surgery is Dolly Parton got mum was like oh you know doesn't she look wonderful for her age and I was like I was like but mum like if you're in your 80s or however old she is is there not part of you that should look your age do you know yeah she'd have wrinkles and she I think so and then and and I it's not often I put my mum in spot the spot about stuff like that and I was like what kind of message is that telling the world or anybody if whenever you're a certain age you're not happy with yourself and you're going to make yourself look like a totally different person now like I am not get we're not getting into the kind of plastic surgery conversation now because we're at 53 minutes and I think we need to stop talking um but it was just quite interesting and like my mum my mum said look you know if that makes her happy and it makes her happy and I'm like yeah I get that like and I do, you know, people do get plastic surgery or fillers or whatever for mm-hmm. themselves. But whenever... More like confidence. Yeah. But I, I think, like, I don't know Dobby Parton, but I can't imagine that's why she's done it, is for herself. Maybe. Again, you just never know. I don't know. It's surprising you think all these people have all the money and look so beautiful. Why they do what they do? Yeah. Do they like confidence because they're not constantly picked for films and magazines? Yeah. Again, it's about body image, about beauty, about so many things that they're just so used to having. And pressure. They are pressure yeah. in the limelight all the time. If it's taken away, they feel they have to constantly better themselves, yeah. you know. I say that I don't worry too much about body image, but um, and I haven't the last three weeks. I've hardly washed my hair, or this is the first time I've put makeup on in ages. I'm currently rocking a monobrow and a moustache, and, and I don't. I need to. But I think you look <laughs> awesome. Big big brows you're in, are they not? Well, two brows. <laughs> um, but I also like I've I've a client at the minute who whenever I first because I do like a discovery call with my clients before I start doing working with them, and she said to me um, that she wants to grow old gracefully but in be comf- comfortable in herself and in her skin and she said like Helen Mirren she said you know you look at Helen Mirren and you just see like you know yeah she's got wrinkles but like she oozes kind of sophistication and and you kind of that confidence and but without having to go under the knife to look yeah. a certain way yeah. um here and I don't know Helen Mirren might have had work done but it was just really interesting that that's true that yeah. that was what my client was saying is that you know we're all going to grow old and she says and I just want to be whenever I'm in my 70s and my 80s I want to be the best form of myself that I can be at that age and I'm yeah. like yeah boom we should all be like that you know exactly. yeah. 
Um, and I've had a few people have said to me since listening to that episode that they hadn't thought about looking at pictures of themselves whenever they were in twenty in their twenties. And like most of us, whenever we look at pictures, whenever we're younger, go, oh my good, look how good we, you know, I looked. Yeah. When we but like but we never felt it then, <laughs> you know. I just didn't think about yeah. things so much. I think a lot of, you know, that insecurities, especially kind of teenage years, 20 years, and, you know, comparing yourself to other people and in our day magazines and now it's social media or whatever, it's just like that comparison thing. And, you know, we could bring that comparison thing into pretty much every episode that we've talked about, body image, comparison, parents, compar- being parents, comparison. You sleep. I don't sleep. How good does you sleep? You know, um, yeah. yeah. Food people eat. Food so co- completely. Do you know exercise? Like I've had so many people over the years have said to me, "You're really lucky that you um you enjoy exercise, or you're really lucky you're slim." Mm. You know, and it's like, it again, it's that comparison thing. So, mm-hmm. yes. That's cute. Do you know how? Well, I- I didn't think we'd manage to speak for 20 minutes in all of this, let alone nearly an hour. So I'm sorry. sorry. If anybody is still listening to us, thank you. And I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, full stop. Yeah, exactly. And supporting us. Um, So this is us, week 10. um, And we will be back in the new year with some new episodes. We're going to take um, a couple of weeks and get through the fun I suppose and craziness that life is going to be over Christmas and then we'll be back and better than ever have a Merry Christmas everyone yes thank you Bye. bye